Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everybody and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. I am Sunny here hosting with Caleb. Hello. How are you doing today, Caleb? Could be better, could be much worse. I mean, we always got that going for us. Um we don't really I'll be honest, we don't have the most in the world to talk about today. Uh we're going to bring you some info on the Egyptian God decks. We are going to talk about they have the Obelisk structure deck and the Slifer structure deck. Uh, we got some information for Animational Chronicle 2021 and the OCG, which is hopefully going to have some cards that, you know, we'll get here in the TCG. Eventually. In, in due time, yeah. Um, some stuff about some water support, some appliance or support. Nothing too crazy. Uh, we'll talk about some King's Court and we'll talk about our, uh, we had some locals this weekend. So, we'll talk about all that. Uh, in the meantime... Everybody, we encourage you all to subscribe to us if you enjoy our content. That's the best way you can help support us. Uh, subscribe to us or follow us on whatever website you're already using. Put us on auto download. Give us a listen. We update every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can always follow us at Top Cut Pod on Twitter. You can follow me at Dat Chumley on Twitter, uh, which you can find links to our stuff. Your what's your handle on Twitter? Oh, it's at uh, JamTheMan17. All right. So, if you want to follow us, if you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. Best way to get updates on when new episodes go out. Uh, why don't you take us into the Egyptian God decks? Okay, well, um, let's see. First off, the big reprints we have for them. Um, both of them will have copies of, not really reprint, but it's a new card called Soul Crossing, which just basically lets you tribute uh, for Divine Beast in your opponent's turn using their monsters. Seems pretty good. Oh, yeah. In addition, both of them will have copies of Monster Born, and both of them will have copy- copies of Harpy's Feather Duster. Yo, that's big. That, that's a need to reprint. Because um, every other copy of Harpy's Feather Duster, last time I looked, were $13, $14 for the cheapest. Yeah, this... So, with the common reprint... We assume it's common. It could actually be... I assume, Well, hold on. It should say on the website, right? It doesn't. It doesn't tell you the rarities? No. All we know is that Obelisk and Cypher are going to be ultras. Okay, we assume that Duster will be a common in this structure deck, but, you know, regardless, having this printing of the card will guarantee that the price go low on release. Cards shouldn't be more than like 2 $3. Yeah, um, or you can just pick up one of the structure decks, just for fun. Yeah, um, the Slifer structure deck... Uh, in addition to Feather Duster and Monster Reborn, also has Book of Moon, which is a great, great staple card. And the Obelisk deck has Brain Control. So, um, they do have some 
I mean, they do have some good staple cards in here. Uh, the Obelisk deck also has Forbidden Lance, Chalice, and Dress. Which, and, oh, yeah. I mean, we had several of us had Forbidden Lance on our top 10 budget. Uh, Forbidden option. Chalice. Chalice, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. So here's another printing of it. Right. Um, so another easy way to get your chalices. It's also got a Call of the Haunted, Drowning Mirror Force. It also has printings of Angel 01, which is a neat card. Yeah. So the Obelisk one has Drowning Mirror Force and. Slifer's so got just stand, bog standard mirror force. Right, exactly. So, um, what are some of the cards you're most looking forward to out of... I'll let you do Obelisk, and I'll do Slifer. How's that? Uh, that sounds good to me. Okay, let's see. Out of the Obelisk deck... Okay, so we have Soul Crossing, which may, almost makes the Divine Beasts actually playable. Almost. Almost. Uh, Level Resist Wall is cool. Nimble Mamanga and uh, Super Nimble Mega Hamster both really cool i think the super nimble mega hamster had like a uh it was kind of getting up there in price wasn't it oh yeah oh yeah most definitely um so th- that's a nice reprint to have uh nimble beaver is in there condemned witch you got a pair of gizmax gizmak uka and gizmak makami um both are welcome reprints considering we got the new uh gizmak support coming up yep definitely uh Pot of Avarice, Double Summons, kind of neat. Good. Uh, it's good if uh, you know if it's little, if you're literally doing uh, these two structure decks versus each other. Yeah, absolutely. And because the Obelisk structure deck is supposed to be more Kaiba themed, um, technically, it's also got uh, cloning at the bottom there. Well, and if you think about it, um, Kaiba ran. Pot of Greed, so Pot of Avarice being in here actually makes more sense. I mean, everyone in the anime ran Pot of Greed. Well, no, it was like a Kaiba card in the anime. Fair enough. He was the first one to activate it, I think. Something um, like that. That's so, why That's why the Ultimate Rare was in his uh, yeah. Legendary Collection or whatever. Uh, then you also have Cyber Dragon and Bazoo the Soul Eater are in there. Evil Swarm Mandragro. It's got some, it's got some good stuff in there. Uh, but like I said, the big, thing, big things are Angel 01... Um, which is, this is the first TCG printing we're getting of this card. Oh, is it? Yeah, it, it was originally a, a manga-only card. It wasn't even in the anime. Oh, okay. It was manga-only. Uh, so we're getting that finally. A um, Bazoo reprint actually is not bad, because in GOAT format, that card's actually a little bit high in price. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, Cyber Dragon reprint is nifty, but not needed, since we have that Cyber Dragon net coming right around the corner. Yeah, but it's just another chance to have it. Oh, absolutely. It gives you another, uh, ch- it gives you another copy of it. Um... But like I said, the biggest reprint is definitely Brain Control and Harpy's Feather Duster. Yeah, in this one, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I do like the Lance reprint. It's usable in 2011 plant format. And I always like the Chalice reprint because, like we've talked about, I mean, it's one of those top 10 to 15 budget staple cards to have. So these printings of it will do great. And I think that this printing also will definitely put the... Um, Oh, gosh, what's it called? This printing of it will definitely put Harpy's Feather Duster in that same conversation of, like, top ten budget options. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, it, it, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that, at max, that, that the common Harpy's Feather Duster out of this gets up to five. At right. At max, and that's after the decks go out of print. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be more than, like, a five, six dollar card, even though, like, so Dark Ruler No More is, like, a three of as far as budget players go. Yeah, and it's up to five right now. Right, and Harpy's Feather Duster will almost never be more than a one of probably i don't know i doubt they ever go to two or three of it it'd be ins- they'd be insane to do so right so talking about the slifer deck we've got obviously it's got slifer it's got soul crossing also which is a quick play uh, it's got thunder force attack which is interesting uh this one's a little bit better than some of the exclusives in the uh, obelisk deck um this one the so the activation and effect cannot be negated. If you control a monster whose original name is Slifer, destroy as many face-up monsters your opponent controls as possible. Then, if you activate it during your main phase, because it's quick play, you can apply the following effect. Draw cards equal to the number of monsters destroyed by this effect and sent to your opponent's graveyard. Also, you can only attack with one monster this turn. So, And you can only activate it once per turn. Basically, what it does is, if your opponent has like four or five monsters, and you've got like three or four cards in hand, you can activate this... Your Slifer will go up to like six, seven, eight thousand attack and leaves you with an empty field. And then if you have Harpy's Feather Duster, hmm, wonder where you can get that. Then it leaves you wide open for an OTK. So that's good. Oh, yeah. One attack OTK, too. Yeah. And then you've got Ultimate Divine Beast, which is a continuous trap coming out in this set. 
You can discard our spell or trap, target divine beast monster in your graveyard, special summon in defense position, then change the attack target to it. Oh, so this is when your opponent's monster declares an attack. Yeah. During the end phase, you control a divine beast. You can destroy all face-up cards your opponent's controls that activate their effects on the field this turn. You can only use each effect once per turn, so it's good. Oh, yeah. Um then there's a Millennium Seeker, Telus, Breaker the Magical Warrior. That's good oh, for good. Oh, now, real quick, the Telus, uh-huh. the Little Angel, that's the that's the other manga uh, import we're getting. Oh, okay, that makes they're, sense. Yeah, they were both, they, I think they were both used by Merrick to summon Raw, I think. Oh, okay, and they summon tokens and stuff, so. Yeah, they, they facilitate getting three monsters on board to tribute to summon one of the Egyptian gods. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I like the Breaker reprint, good in, uh... Good format. I like the Beast King Barbaros reprint. That's good for 2011 Plant Synchro. Uh, Phantom Sky Blaster is a token dude. Um, you've got, let's oh, see. Caligo Claw Crow is also being reprinted in this one. Uh, was that, is that, uh, did that like need a reprint? Was that? Not really, but it's a decent structure deck card. I got you. I got you. Uh, Escape Ghost is kind of cool. Oh, um, now this is a more Yugi theme, so it's got Electromagnetic Turtle, Turtle Breaker the Dark Magical Warrior, Skate Ghost. Right. Just to kind of make it more themed toward Yugi. Right. Uh, Reactor Slime reprint's kind of cool. Uh, Swords of Revealing Light, again, Yugi makes sense. Harpy's Feather Duster. So, uh, both decks, that's obviously awesome. Monster Reborn, a very Yugi card. Book of Moon, awesome. Enemy <laughs> Controller, awesome reprint. <clears throat> Uh, Pot of Avarice, still a good card. March of the Monarchs, that was a good reprint. Supply Squad, not bad. Uh, the True Name, that probably needed a reprint. One Time Passcode, not bad. Uh, obviously Mirror Force, classic Yugi card. Metal Reflect Slime, another, you know, God support card forever. Golden Apples, uh, not bad. Um, the big ones that stick out are the spell cards in this one are busted uh uh swords feather duster monster reborn <clears throat> book of moon enemy controller pot of avarice all great great spell card reprints um swords I mean, obviously less than the others but oh yeah i mean they had they had to uh balance out the obelisk one getting forbidden dressed lance and chalice right right uh you know what i really really hope more than anything out of this is that my really hope and oh man I hope that they they do both artworks of Duster. Yeah, like do the one where it's literally dusting the card on one, and then the other, and then they do the other artwork in the other one. That'd be really cool. Well, yeah. What I would like to see is they have one they have one artwork of Duster that's got more red to it, and I would like to see that go in the Slifer one. And I, they have one that's got more like a bluish purplish background yeah. to it, and I would like to see that one go in the Obelisk deck. Oh yeah, no, that that would definitely be cool, but. No one can on me us for doing the exact same artwork, but it's still, but still cool to hope. Yeah, that would be the ones that I would like to see. Um, that's about it for the for the uh, structure decks, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, we knew going into this, these weren't going to be like, you know, this fantastic meta-defining product. Uh, due to it not technically being a structure deck, it's a more of a theme deck, really. So right. It's, it's better than a starter deck, but worse than a structure deck. Right, and. It's still... I mean, they don't even call it a structure deck. They just call it the Egyptian God deck. Yeah, that's why I like to call it a theme deck. Yeah. I, And these are all going to release on June 18th. So that, that'll be the date of release for these. The thing that I would like to see mostly... Or I think the thing that surprised people mostly... Was the Harpy's Feather Duster reprint. For them to actually be like a really good reprint card in this. So, hopefully when we get to the next, uh, which is Cyber Strike, or Cyber Style. Yeah, it's the Cyber, the Sty- Cyber Stars, yeah English. Cyber Style uh, Successor. Yeah, Cyber Style Successor. Yeah. Right. So, hopefully that'll be the, I mean, hopefully since we got Duster here, I know a lot of people had said that the belief was they got Imperm and Lightning Storm in the OCG. And everybody said, well, they're just going to replace Lightning Storm with Duster here. But they really can't now. I mean, they still technically could, but it wouldn't be wise to do so. Because then people would just look at uh, the Cyber deck and go, why should I bother? Because I already have Harpy's Feather Duster from this. They're they're really setting themselves up for... It's... At this point, 
there's no card that you can look at to replace Lightning Storm and go, that makes sense. You know, there, there's no legitimate card that you can replace Lightning Storm with at this point where people say, I'm fine with that. That makes sense. Because now that Duster's getting reprinted here, it'll be a $2 card. Oh, yeah. And you like, know, you can't look at it. Oh, yeah. And Regeki got reprinted earlier this year as well. Right. Um, so they can't do Regeki. Harpy's Feather Duster got in here. Uh, they can't reprint Darkhold because it's banned. Darkhold's not banned, is it? I think... No, I might be wrong. No, Heavy Storm is banned. Heavy Storm is banned. Okay, you see my confusion there. I get the two mixed up all the time. Uh, but even so, the, it, I'm 99% sure they've reprinted that recently, so I don't think they're going to do, do Dark Hole either. Yeah, I don't think they'll do Dark Hole either. I just... The only thing that I could see them doing that would really, really <laughs> make people like... Do like the head turn, like, like, excuse me, is if they reprinted Max C. Oh in yeah, the Cyber Style successor structure deck. Oh yeah, um, but I think we can kind of get the inkling that that's going to be a possible that that's a possibility if on the next ban list because uh, the Cyber Style structure deck doesn't come out until after the next ban list. Right. If they pull Maxi off at that point, I would, I would probably suspect that they're going to print Maxi in there. Man, is it too early for us to do a ban list episode? <laughs> uh, I would say later. I'd say wait later into the month. Later into the month. Okay, how about this? The and it, look, we're doing this live for everybody that's at home. Yeah, the, get, get excited. That's it. Get excited. So the ban list is no sooner than July first, right? Yes, that's what it says on the website. So what if we started? Two weeks before that, July 1st is a Thursday, so if we start on the episode on the 18th, and that we can make that our first ban list episode. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, just kind of guessing what, what might move, what might not move. All right, everybody, hype. July, June 18th, our first ban list episode. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, moving forward... We've got some, was it some water support? Oh, yes. Okay, so first off, this is coming out of the, so in the OCG, they have a set called the Animation Chronicle, where it's just anime uh, anime ports. It's how the OCG gets their cards that were anime exclusives for a long time. It's how they get theirs. Is it similar to Battles of Legend over here, or is it similar to... I wouldn't say that, but it might be. I'm not 100% sure. I know, it's just one of those sets that they get that we don't get. Right. Um, so, so first off, we got, like I said, we got a bunch of water support. We got Ice Mirror, Ice Knight, and Ice Barrier. This is less ice support. No, this is less water support, more ice support. But we don't have an ice attribute, so. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so first off, Ice Mirror, normal spell. You target level 3 or lower water monster you control. Special summon a monster with the same name for the deck, but while you control this face-up monster, special summon this effect, you cannot special summon from the extra deck. Not entirely sure how that's supposed to work. Terribly. Yeah, like, the only thing I could think of is, like, let's... Okay, so, like, let's say you have your old Frogonarchs. Frog Monarchs. Right. Um, if you have a frog on field, you can, uh, and you have a normal summon, you can activate it, bring out another copy, tribute it off for a Monarch, and then you basically got a Monarch normal summon for free. I mean, in theory. Yeah, then whatever Toad you sent, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess you could build some Frankenstein frog, paleo frog monarch deck. Maybe? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see what else is in the set to see if there's something that'll abuse that. Yeah. Uh, next, we have an actual monster, uh, Ice Knight. Level 4, Aqua Water, 1300 attack, 1200 defense, not very big. However, he gains 400 attack for each Aqua Monster you control. So he can including get pretty, himself, including himself. So he immediately comes out the gate at 1700, which is beefy. He can get real beefy real quick. Right. Uh, in addition, once per turn, you can activate this effect. During your main phase this turn, you can normal summon a Water Monster in addition to your normal summon or set. You know. And then after you do that, you're locked into special summoning only Water Monsters for the rest of the turn. You know, if he's got. If you have, like, Bahamut, Toad, and him on the field, he's, like, 2,500, and you have an Omni Gate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he can make and he can make Bahamut. He's level 4. Yeah, you, what you could do is, 
you could normal summon him and then activate his effect to normal summon another water monster and then go Bahamut into Toad. Yep. So, honestly, it could legitimately be an extender in Pluffle. Yeah, you're right, because of uh, Penguin and Dolphin both being level 4 water monsters. Right, so you can normal summon him and then get another, a second normal. An octopus, normal. yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know. No, Octopus is level 2, I think. It, it doesn't matter. It's it's uh, uh, the, What matters is Penguin and uh, Dolphin are both level 4 water aqua monsters, so normal summon him, effect, normal summon them, bam, you got Toad. You got me curious, and so I had to like dig into my Fluffle deck. Octopus is level 1, and ah. it's a... F- yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, he wouldn't count for that. Oh, wait, I'm an idiot. They're all fairies. He's an aqua. They're talking about typing, not attribute. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, okay, so like anytime where they say the attribute, that that's what they mean. Oh, you can normal summon. No, no, no. He gains 400 attack for every aqua monster. Oh. But you can normal well, summon a water in addition to your normal summoner's yes. set. Well, no, he, well, no, because um, Toad is a aqua. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, if you leave him on the field, but uh, realistically... Yeah. You would have to normal summon him, normal summon a second water monster, overlay into Bahamut, over, and then special summon Toad. Yeah, but even then, still, that, that's that's not the worst thing in the world. I put that at a very solid meh. Yeah, that pretty much but exactly But a meh right. with potential. Pretty much. I mean, the the so Cole 40 did a video on this, and his video, pretty much, this guy's like Monarch Turbo, which I guess he is... Because you can normal summon him and then immediately tribute him for, like, a Mobius. Yep. Because he, he does lock you into water monsters for the rest of the term, which is terrible. But, maybe even in a Mermail deck? Very possibly. Um, well, hmm. Water Synchro, maybe? Because you normal summon him and then his effect to normal summon a tuner. That's- Ice Barrier? Maybe, pos- yeah, possibly an ice bear because all of them are water. You that- can normal summon, special summon, a, or normal summon a second water and then tuner synchro into uh, one of their synchros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's that's one application for him. Not the best, but again, he's a meh with potential. Right. Uh, next up, we have ice barrier. Which is a normal, normal trap. trap. So... This is, and these are all Alexis trap cards. Um, it was used in a tag duel near the end of the manga. Uh, you can only use the second effects once per turn. Uh, when a when an attack is declared involving an opponent's monster, change that opponent's monster's attack to zero. Its battle position cannot be changed. Also, its effect is negated. Interesting that that first effect is not once per turn. I know, right? So. Well, I guess it's it's not a continuous trap card, so... Yeah, it is, but it isn't. It is because the card go, then goes to graveyard after resolution. If you have two of them set. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, let, let me read the second effect, because this is the one that's once per turn. You can banish this card from your graveyard. You cannot special summon monsters until the end of your next turn except water monsters. Also... Send one level 5 or higher water monster from your deck to your graveyard. Then you can add one water monster from your graveyard to your hand. So you banish this guy, then foolish level 5 or higher, and then add one from grave to hand. You can recycle something. Yeah. I don't know. It seems alright. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Again... It seems like another Paleo Frog card, honestly, depending on what they run. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that level five or higher though kind of limits it to paleo with paleo frogs are concerned. Yeah, because I don't know what level five or higher monsters they run. Mobius. Do they actually though? No. Yeah. That's like the one I can think of are the water monarchs. Okay, and the next up we got some appliance support. So for the appliance players, uh, first off, shout getting, out King Scarlet Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Uh, first off, we're getting a Link One named Appliancer, uh, Prop Lion, Propolion. Mm-hmm. It's propeller lion. Yeah, it's a it's a lion with a propeller as its main. Yeah. Um I think the idea is supposed to be like a oscillating fan. Yeah. Anyway, uh let's see, Link One, uh twelve hundred attack, uh material is one appliance monster. <laughs> Cannot be used as link material to turn as link summoned. This card can attack directly, and once per turn during the damage calculation, your opponent's if the if your monster battles an opponent's monster, 
that this card is cool that this card is cooling to, you can change your opponent's battling monster's attack to zero during damage calculation only. So if you co-link, okay, so basically if you attack while it's co-linked with, with uh, the big octopus, if it attacks an yeah. opponent's monster, it can just reduce it to zero and pff, knock it out. And he's twelve hundred, so his attack his attack directs are not like small. Yeah, most attack directs in the past have been four hundred. That's the most common with Ram Ram, yeah. Yeah, four hundred. Uh, the most the highest I've ever seen was like six hundred, I think. One time, I was at this tournament and I normal summoned Thoroughblade, and I I ten key search Thoroughblade, normal summon Thoroughblade, go into Borbo, and I attacked directly for seventeen hundred. And then in damage step, I equipped a whip tail from hand, so I attacked directly for twenty nine hundred. <laughs> the guy had no response, and I thought about it for a minute. And I just left it, and then I I hit him three more turns, and he literally just he bricked really hard and didn't have a response to the Borbo and didn't have a way to get off the field. I just kept hitting him direct for twenty nine hundred and beat him in three turns. Yeah, but that's Borbo. This is completely different. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, and Borbo's attacks entirely dependent upon what it's what it, uh, material it has. It's really nice that this is a uh, link one for the appliance or deck though, because uh, link ones are always gonna be broken. The problem with this one though is the arrow. No, actually, it's the fact that it can't be used as uh, link material. Yeah, but that that's not inherently an issue. Yeah, not necessarily, but the fact that yeah, I can you can lose your normal set of appliance or link one into this. Can definitely help get you started. Well, it'll give you options no matter what. Oh, yeah. Does the deck have any graveyard reliance? I'm not entirely sure. Because if it's anything like the Infinitrack deck, uh, their Link 1 a lot of times is used to put stuff in the graveyard. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, next up we have Appliance or Conversion, a quick play spell. Yeah, you can only use the first and second effects of this card's name once per turn each. So, it's a hard ones per turn all the way around. Uh, first effect, banish as many appliance or link monsters in your main monster zone as possible. Then you can special summon your banished appliance or link monsters up to the number of monsters banished by this effect. Then the second effect, during your main phase, if this card is in your graveyard, except the turn it was sent there, you can banish one other appliance or spell trap from your graveyard and add this card to your hand. So... Now, uh, if you go into like an appliance like Link Two or something, and then you go into the Propeller Lion, then you can banish whatever is in your main monster zones, and special summon any banished Link monsters up to the number of ones banished. So it's like a pseudo Link summon with your banished monsters. Kind of, because uh, uh, I because I think that you're the the major point behind this card. Is the ability to switch around your onboard uh, appliances so that we can get so that we can get them co-linked where they need to go? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, also, it lets you dodge being targeted. Yeah, I never, I didn't think about it moving around the link arrows to where you could link it in a way that's more convenient. Yes, because you're special summoning from the Spanish zone, you can put them wherever you want in your main monster zone. Um, so, you know, you can do wonderful, you know, wonderful things, so, such as you, you were kind of forced earlier in the game to make a bad link arrow play, this will let you reset that and get better link arrows, or the situation has changed to where, well, now this isn't a good link arrow, but I can quickly, like, I, you know, like you have two monsters, you have the wrong, at the time, the you co-link the right one, but now you need the other one co-linked, you can flop them around real quick. Right. It's like your own personal pseudo-world legacy guard dragon, where you can kind of move your link arrows around how oh, yeah. you need them. Oh, yeah. Um, but then, it, like I said, it, like, so you can also kind of shift them all that. Not only that, it also recurs itself. Right, which is huge. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's definitely a very welcome card for the for the appliances. Um, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, like, the best way I know to describe this card is it almost makes all of them have... Wind up rabbit's effect. Um, but it but possibly because you I guess you can definitely use it to but, avoid uh things. Yeah, so to describe it, like you can legitimately if your opponent. Okay, so here's just off the top of my head. <coughs> excuse me. With this card being a quick play, you can activate one of your appliance or effects. And then if your opponent 
tries to like forbidden droplet to negate the effect and they don't discard a spell card you can chain this bounce your appliance or off the field that way its effect will still resolve mm-hmm. so as long can, as you don't bring it back out right it can be used you know as a way to dodge effects like that oh yeah um also just you know and then like yeah but in order to do that kind of dodging though you have to have you already have to already have something in the banner zone that you're an, another appliance or link on so you don't mind being negated yeah, it's that, a little bit more specific. Yeah. Uh, an, uh, another option is you activate Appliance or Link Monster Effect and your opponent imperms it. You can chain that and bounce it off. Right, right. Um, it'll, so then you can even, so then even if you just literally banish the banish them, put them right back where they were at, it's not the original target because the original target's left the field. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes- so it would just, so Infinite Imperm would yeah. just fizzle with no target. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It'll be good for the deck. Uh, oh, yeah. Again, shout out King Scarlet Yu-Gi-Oh. The the appliances are junky. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, appliances are cool. I like them as a concept. Yeah, and they're they're a great budget deck. Oh yeah, you can build the whole deck for like five bucks, as we have stated many many times here. Yes, and also as as we have memed up and down. Uh, and lastly, uh, for news and such. Yeah. Um, King's Court was once again delayed to July 9th, July seventh for OTSs. Yeah. This is just. Yet again, COVID strikes again. If I had to guess, um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking it might be. Uh, I think that's the big that's the big part of it. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it's probably because of printing error issues that is causing this. Because, I mean, just as a thought, like if they have a COVID outbreak at the factory. You know, you could have entire sections of the, of a printing press, of a printing factory, or whatever, shut down. And if you have that, obviously, it causes delays in the manufacturing process. Oh yeah, I mean, so it, I mean, it could be anywhere from the printing of the cards themselves to the printing of the uh, artwork on the boxes that they put them in. Then you also right. have the artwork on the packs, and you also have the machine that seals, seals the packs, and you also have the bo- machine that seals the packs into the boxes. Then and then all- you have the entire shipping network, not to mention, you know. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it, there's just lots of places where something could go wrong. Absolutely. That's causing the delay, and they want to make sure that everyone gets their product that they that they paid for. Right. We're already having issues with shortages on products, so if they have to delay this by a week... To make sure everybody gets their stuff, and I mean, so be it. Oh yeah, and make sure it gets their stuff in time. Yes, yeah. that I'm perfectly fine with that. I'd rather them get it right the first time than having to redo it three or four times. Yeah, but like I said, uh, just to reiterate, King's Court has been delayed to July tw- to July 9th, July seventh for OTSs. When do you think we're going to start getting info on this set? Because if they keep it's... delaying it, do you think they're going to keep delaying the info? Very possibly. I mean, that right now King's Court is Konami's big secret. Right. Like, we know, we only know of one or two cards from it. One of them is Joker's Knight, which right. which his old shtick is he can just change his name into Jack, King, or Queen when when you're trying to fuse for, like, Arcana Knight Joker, for instance. He can just become one of the ones you need. Right. Here's a really interesting question. Do you think that this will be where they release the Insector support card that we were promised six months ago? I would hope. <laughs> well, they did say that it was voted in that it was going to be in an upcoming sixty-card set, and this yep. is a sixty-card set. Well, oh yeah, sixty-three, I think. But uh, now I would still classify that as a sixty-card set. Yeah, the um, giant air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because previous, I mean, because I think previous sixty-card sets have had sixty-one, sixty-two, sixty-four. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe it was supposed to be sixty. And they were like, well, we're going to release an Insector support card. Well, yeah, so that's 61. Well, let's go ahead and reprint these other two cards, so 62, 63. Right. I mean, Hornet, I think, still doesn't have a reprint. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they might just go ahead and throw in a couple of Insector right. reprints on top of right. the new Insector card. Um, So that might be what's causing cards 61, 62, and 63. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of OTSs. Ha <laughs> ha! As a transition out of the news, as that was all the news we had for today. Um, this past weekend, we went to a, a local OTS over in Shreveport called Steel Fox Games. Shout out Steel Fox, we love you guys. <laughs> yes, uh, they had a tournament, a little tournament over there, twenty-one players total. Yeah, just regular locals, nothing yeah. crazy. Uh, Lightning Overdrive was legal for this, however. Yeah, this was a uh, second day of Lightning Overdrive being legal. Yep. 
So um, let's see. First place was an MIT deck, uh, Machina Infinitract. Yeah, that guy is the luckiest man on earth. I watched some of the games every single game. He would be backed into a corner and then just f- go full Yugi Moto. Just no. Heart of the cards. Let's Boom. go. Rip it every time. Rip the exact card he would need. We're talking ripping Machina deployments. He's ripping, uh, oh, what's it, heavy forward. Whatever Just, he needs, he ripped it. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, second place was Scrap Dino. Yep. This guy, he is a very, very good duelist, and he he played it well. He knew every combo line, which is awesome considering how new the deck was. And, yeah, that deck is insane. Third place was Regular Dino. Only reason he wasn't playing the Scrap Engine was because he didn't have the Chimera yet, which thanks to somebody in this room he now has. It's you. Okay, it's me. But yeah. still. And fourth place was Zubrigade. Hmm, that could have been anybody. It was me. It was yeah, me! Yeah, I was about to say, why, why are you even doing that? Yeah, I got like eighth with Dragon Link. It is what it is. This, okay, so we talk on here a lot about how bad we are, and I just don't claim to be good, but... This is my first time doing well at a tournament of any size. I'm very happy about it. I say well. It's still fourth, which is not first. But it is improvement, which I'm very, very happy about. And hopefully, it is the road to even better things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Um, do you have any uh, interesting anecdotes from the day, stories? Well... Uh, during the last round, I was playing up against True Draco. What did you play against all day? Oh, well, let's see. Round one, it was actually somebody who just got in the game. I feel really sorry for them. What um, were they playing? They were playing three of the, uh, Ice Barrier Structure deck. What were you playing? Dragon Link. Yeah, that's right. You should feel bad. Yeah, I felt really bad. Um, afterward, um, I 2 owed him, obviously. And we still had... Here's the thing. I was doing my full Dragon Link combo. We were done... With, like, 15 minutes to spare out of a 40-minute clock. Of course. Afterwards, so I was like, well, hey, well, hey man, you're new to the game, right? And he was like, yeah. So I gave him some pointers, um, and I highly recommend it. He's probably thinking about getting a different deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Um, not mostly due to, in this meta right now, just no one cares about your Trishula. Yeah. No one cares, well, not... Regular Trishula, the new one that turns into regular Trishula. But it's a good avenue to learn all the basics of the game oh. before jumping into something more advanced that might not even be relevant in six months. Oh, absolutely. Most definitely. So, like, it, you wouldn't recommend he pick up Dragon Link right now. Oh, absolutely not. Especially that ban list coming up, which we'll talk about uh, July 18th. Apparent- June 18th. Yeah, June 18th. My bad. Apparently. I'm already thinking ahead. Um, Let's see. Game two, I believe, was actually you. Yep, yep. Round two was us. Yeah. Uh... Game three was against. I oh, it was up against uh, uh, Gravekeepers. Wow, you played some fun stuff today. Yes, I did. Round four was against Heroes. Wow. Yep, and then round five was True Draco. Wow, you literally saw Meta once all day yesterday. Yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah and I, I lost against the Hero player. Because, A, I didn't know how to side against heroes, because I wasn't expecting to see heroes. <laughs> um, and, B, I didn't see my Imperial Order. Imp- yeah, that'll do it. Um, so, uh, and then, like I said, round five, True Draco. Um, so, I've ha- so, I had real terrible luck. It happens. It is what it is. I still played to the best of my ability that I could with what I had. Still lost. It is what it is. It happens. Um, I could not have sighted all day, and it not would have changed a thing. What do you mean by that? Okay, so, like... Okay, so going up against the, uh, round one, I opened round one, game one, with both my Dark Roller Gnome, with two Dark Roller Gnome Wars in hand, going first. Wow. Keep in mind, um... You main deck all three of them. I main deck three. So, game two, I sighted out some stuff. Um, and I, uh, I kept in my, I actually kept in the Dark Rulers, I actually sighted out the Ash, because I didn't see him search his deck once. So, 
Um, and it's because I was going second, I also cited out Call by the Grave, because... Yeah. Uh, didn't see any of my sides of that game. Same thing with Game 3, just never saw any side decks. A trend that would continue throughout the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. And then it was pretty standard stuff. Uh, I actually bricked in Dragon Link several times mm-hmm. by drawing a hand like Absent Router, right. plus Chaos Dragon Livianir, plus Red Eyes Darkness Metal, plus Re- uh, Ancient Cloak... Plus, uh, World Legacy Guard Dragon. Right, because you're on the PK build of yeah. Dragon Lake. Yeah. Um, what do you do with that hand? <laughs> uh, cry. Cry, that's what you do, you cry. Uh, that being said, uh, game one against the hero player, I started, do- I actually opened combo, did my, co- started doing my combos, um, and he was like, ah, Dragon Link, I know exactly what you're doing. Got to the, <laughs> keep in mind, in my hand, I had, I, I opened with two Ash Blossoms, right? So I get to Dragon Ravine and I pitch an Ash Blossom to do a- to Dra- right. Dragon Dragon Ravine's effect, and he goes, "You're pitching an Ash. What kind of gas does your hand have?" Uh, so I keep going, keep going, blah 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 blah, and I put out my board uh, of a th- of a three negate Appaloosa, Borlo- three negate Borload Savage, and two set Fog Blades. Okay. Pass my turn. He draws and goes. Well, now that I know that Ash is gone. Activate E-Emergency Call, Ash. Well, then. And he went, I shouldn't have said nothing. I shouldn't have said nothing. I mean, yeah, be like that sometimes, bro. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then an- the only other major thing that happened with me that I can, that like stuck out, was Game 3 against the true Draco player. He ins- he normal summoned Inspector Border three times that game. He normal summoned Inspector Border. Three times. Yep. That sucks. Oh yeah, and the third time, um, uh, I had no cards on field and no cards in hand. That still sucks. Yep, I outed it all three times. That's pretty good, all things considered. Oh yeah, it could have been much worse. Uh, so the way I outed the third one, um, was I had ripped off the top. It doesn't matter. I I ripped a a um a, a dragon monster normal summon. Normal summoned it. Witness went to Striker Dragon. That allowed me to activate one monster effect this turn. One is better than zero. I had a Safer in Graveyard and Levianir, so I used Safer's effect to grab Levianir back to hand. Special Summon Levianir swung over it. Can't argue with that. Yep. Um, and that's the game where I also activated all three of Unchained Abomination's effect in the same turn. In one... Wait, in one... When you say one turn... The same turn. Wow. So, Unchained Abomination, for those of you who don't know, has three effects. When uh, when a monster is destroyed by battle, you pop a card. When uh, Unchained Abomination is destroyed by card effect, you pop a card. And during your end phase, you can pop a card. Seems pretty good. So, he had two two Draco monsters. I don't remember which one. Uh, and, and the second Inspector Border, uh, one of the True Dracos and the Inspector Border both had Fog Blades equipped to them. Okay. Um, then he had two back row. Uh, one of them was an activated True Draco Continuous Trap, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. Okay. So I ran over the True Draco without the Fog Blade. Uh, effect of a, of a bomb to pop the uh, Inspector Border. In face, popped the face down tr- uh, Speller Trap. Mm-hmm. He immediately activates it so it's face up when he gets popped. And then pops Unchained Abomination, who then proceeds to pop the other true Drago monster. Ha! Because he was by card effect. That's okay, he deserves it. He's playing true Draco. Yep, he also Mystic Mind me. Game uh, game two. He super deserves it. Like, he like game one, he literally went normal summon Inspector Porter, activate Mystic Mind, pass. Yeah, bro, you don't deserve to uh, live after that. Uh, anyway, so that, that was, that was, that was my day. You got Inspector boarded three times, you Bricked got Mystic t- Mind, you yeah. bricked all day, didn't see a single side deck card. Nope. It's not, like, game one, I'd see, I'd, I'd see my quote-unquote side options, the main deck side options right. I have, um, but then I wouldn't see them ever again after that. That's rough, buddy. Itty what itty, it's, it's just... Th- Kind of the way the cards fall sometimes yep. in this game. Yu-Gi-Oh! It's, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! It's, it's the way this game works sometimes, yo. Yeah, yeah. My day went kind of better, I guess. 
Honestly, the only reason I got... What was your final final record? 3-2? 3-2. Yeah, the only reason that I... Uh, the only reason I placed fourth and you placed eighth was off of tiebreakers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so round one I get a bye, which doesn't really help me any. But it didn't hurt me, so that's... Got that going for me. Uh, round two I played against you, which I beat you 3-2 right before time. Or 2-1 two, two, right before time. Um... I don't really have anything too much to say about that game. Uh, I want to say that you went full board one game, and I was able to out your board. Uh, didn't you get it? Didn't you get game one, and I got games two and three? Yep. Okay, so you got game one, I got games two, three. Um, let's see. Yeah, I can't really think of anything overly interesting that happened. Uh, <clears throat> here is where I, I played uh, Zodiac Tri Brigade, which. This matches where I started realizing that the deck is really, like, way better than I thought it was. Um, the deck, I don't know. I'll talk about it more at the end. <clears throat> the second, my next round, which was round three, I played against the Scrap Dinos. That deck is bonkers. Game one, he went full board. He had a three negate Opelousa, a two negate um to negate borlo savage he had a uct and he had an abyss dweller that he activated in my standby i was just looking at it and i was like what do i do so i made the worst play i could make and i dropleted for three so i negated his uct i negated his opelousa and i negated his uh borlo savage and that left him with I uh, he had I mean he still he still had me dwellered. So I I did as much as I could do basically. And I wanna say I was still able to out most of his board, but I mean at that point he already had all of his resources in full swing and he was able to, you know, basically just recur everything through Oh, and he had a lost world with a token up, so I had to deal with the token. So yeah, we're talking full board. Scrap Dino is a heck of a card. I mean, Scrap Raptor is a heck of a card. Um, he had... I lost that game because even though I was able to out his board, I burnt so many resources getting there that, I mean, there was so, only so much you can do, you know? Game two, I go first. I... I had a, I activated 10 key, did my thing, and th this is where I really messed up, because I, I got a, a bit of an, I got one interaction uh, messed up. I thought that if you activated Tri Brigade Revolt, and you had a monster face up on your field, that you could use Tri Brigade monsters on your field to d conduct the Link Summon, which is not true. You have to use only the monsters that are summoned, and you have to use... So, if you have three Tri-Brigades on field, you only have three monster zones available. Unless one of those Tri-Brigades is a Link 2, you can only go into a Link 3. So, if I have, like, one Tri-Brigade, like, say I have Tri-Brigade Kit and two... Zodiacs banish or in my grave and I go into my combo again if I go into and I go activate Tri-Brigade Revolt I can only summon those three and because I've only got three materials and none of them are link monster I have to go into the Tri-Brigade link three so because I didn't realize that I should have made one extra play and made one more link summon and ended with four open on my board and said I'd only had three open. So, I thought I had a pretty solid setup. I had a three negate Opelousa. I had a... No, it wasn't an Opelousa. It was... It was something else. Anyway, I know I had three monsters on board. And then I had a set Droplet. A set... I had an active 10 key. And a set um, Tri-Brigade Revolt. And I had a Nerval and a couple other cards in hand. And... Oh, it was a barrier statue. That's what it was. That's what it was. I had some morgue barrier statue and one more monster on board. So 
because I had three spaces used and only three spaces open, I could not try Brigade Revolt. But I figured with Droplet set and with Barrier Statue up, he can't special summon. And his one normal summon, I can Droplet the effect, and I'm good. So sure enough, he normal summons Oviraptor, activates effect. I chain Droplet, and I send the Nerval from my hand. That way he can't chain Misk. Seems like the sensible thing to do, right? Oh yeah, no, that, that does seem like the correct play there. At that point, I'm thinking I get the Nerval Summon, I get the Nerval Search, and I get the, um, and I get to negate his thing, and he can't respond with Misk. This dude makes the 20, 20, 20 IQ, 200 IQ play, absolute, this dude has so many more wrinkles on his brain than I do. He activates his own Forbidden Droplet and sends his own Oviraptor from the field. So, because I sent Nerval instead of the face-up 10 key that I had on the field, he was able to respond with his own Droplet. And because he sent his Oviraptor from the field, he was able to not only get his Oviraptor effect off, but he's also able to negate my barrier statue. And then... He proceeded to go full board and, and kill me. Of course, because he added your board. Yeah. So, the more and more I think about it, I don't necessarily think that I misplayed right there as far as the droplet play. But, if... It's one of those things where it's danged if you do and danged if you don't, right? So, I want to... In that situation, I feel like Nerval is the correct play to avoid the misc but at the same time you it's so if he's running three droplet three misc you which do you play around you haven't seen either of them like you seen you saw misc game one but you didn't see droplet game one so do i play around the possibility of a droplet or do i just play around the misc i mean what would you do I mean, me personally, I would uh, play around the card that I know for a fact exists in this situation, which is the miss. Exactly. I didn't even see Droplet game one. Yeah. So, as far as you know, he's not running Droplet. Right. So, regardless, I lost that match. I got 2-0'd. Um, but something else you also need to keep in mind, there's also the possibility that he had both Misk and Droplet in hand. Yeah. I, so, then it didn't matter which one you did. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I... And I talked to him about it after, and I talked to Mason, who we had, you know, friend of the pod, and we talked about it extensively, and there's no right answer there. You have to, Mason said, unless he searched the misc, just put him on a better habit. And I'm more of the opinion of, he's a dino player, he's always got the misc. So, if I haven't seen Droplet yet in the match... I put him on a better have a hundred dollar card, so instead of a fifty cent card, right? That he's guaranteed to have three of, right? Turns out he had the hundred dollar card, so I can't say anything. I played my own first, so whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Again, I think that situation was very much. Uh, there is probably no way you could have gotten out of that with you know unscathed. Yeah. Uh, again, because there's always a possibility he had both misc and. Uh, forbidden drop on hand. So no matter which one you would have done, he would have got you with the other one. Yeah, it was. I don't know, dude. It was well played by him. He's he's a very good player. Um, but it he it was well played by him, and I don't have any qualms. He beat me fair and square. It is what it is. Um, the next match is also against Dino, but this guy, like we said, was not playing the scrap package, and. I beat him. He beat me game one. I beat him games two and three. Uh, game three, he didn't realize how low his life was because I went barrier statue and then I was actually able to stop his summons. So I just, between Ice Dragon's Prison, Solemn Strike, and then I drew Solemn Strike for turn, so there's like no chance. So I basically ended with a Samorg barrier statue and a Fractal on field. And a three to get out. No, it was a Samorg Barry statue three to get out. Belusa is what I ended on with a strike and a Ice Dragon's Prison set. So he tried to normal summon uh, Arcosaur and activate effect. 
I used Opelousas to negate. And then he linked it off into Link Rebo, linked the Link Rebo off into Secure Gardena. And at that point, I flipped Ice Dragon's Prison. And I banished Link Karibo and Secure Gardena. Woo! And he was like, why would you do that? He's like, why not wait for a dino and banish dinos? I said, because this keeps you off of non-dinos. So you can't double evolution pill. And he looked at me. He was like, you right. At that point, because I have, you know, you know, it may have been a different game that I had Barry Statue up against him. I know I had Barry Statue up against him one game. And at the end of the day... I beat him 2-1. He didn't he didn't necessarily play it poorly anywhere. It's just that I went full board. Um, and then the last round I played MIT. Game one, I threw that game. Same thing happened. I did a Tri-Brigade Revolt set, and I only had three zones, and I did not have a link to, so I, I didn't have my Shurag Banish. And basically, all I had to do was link away a kit and a Rugal, and I had a Shurag on field, and then a Shurag ready to go. But I punted that game. That one's 100% on me. And then game two, I bricked. Just straight up, I bricked. So my only losses of the day, I finished 2-2, but my only losses were to first and second place. First place being MIT, second place being Scrap Dino. And I had a win against third place, who finished X1. So, sure, I may have had, I may have been 2-2, but I had the best tiebreakers, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah no. I'm not upset about it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I had bad luck that the hero player then went on to lose the next couple of games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing, the weird thing about, so the weird thing about what was happening today, that yesterday that we saw I don't know about you, but there was probably three or four Zodiac Tri Brigade decks and probably at least three Dino decks. Oh, yeah. I was the only Dragonling player. Yeah, literally um, out of the whole field, and yep. nobody was sided for it. Yep. Um, I Like I said, I just had bad luck. That's beside the point. Um, and a lot of the people I were talking, that I had talked to at, uh, you know, during and after were ex-Dragonlink players. And we'll talk about that, about the reason behind that, June 18th. Yeah, literally, though. Um, what was, there was something else that I was about to say. I know going forward, we're going to see at least one or two other scrap dino players because I had three scrap chimeras and I either traded or sold them off at basically retail. Oh yeah, no, no. People are looking to pick up, pick up scrap rap, uh, scrap chimeras. Yeah, that card's insane. Like For the scrap raptors. That card's not insane. Scrap dino, scrap raptor is insane. And that card is enables it yeah it's 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 the missing link in that deck it so. and the fridge yeah so um scrap golem for those who don't know what i mean by the fridge yeah is there anything else you wanted to talk about in closing uh nothing else i can think of there's definitely something else that i wanted to talk about but i don't remember what it was so i guess we'll just save it for the next episode yep yeah uh everyone have a great evening Yep. Uh, or morning or whatever. Where, whenever you're listening to this. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody all over the world again for listening. Uh, we can't thank you enough, really. We're just two guys from the South that are just doing what we love. So all of your support means a ton. Again, follow us on Twitter for the most recent updates. We are always posting every Tuesday and every Friday. We are always trying to get you the most up-to-date information possible. If there's a topic that you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. We are always listening for new ideas. We're always listening to see what our what our listeners want to hear. So hit us up on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. Be sure to tell all your friends. Be sure to leave us a review however you're listening to us. And thank you so much. Oh, yeah, but but like he said, we can't thank y'all enough. So, have a good evening, everybody. Yep, take care. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.